Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. This is June 3rd. We're talking AEW. We're talking NXT. We got lots going on, but we have NXT in your house this weekend. If you think it stops there, it doesn't. UFC 250, the greatest female fighter in history is fighting. You've got a fight that's integral to the Bantamweight division. I've got previews up. I'm going to have a review up. Don't forget, listen your boy today. Uh, distraction podcasts all week with Total Extreme Wrestling, movie reviews, and news. Lots of that. Uh, a couple other plugs. I was on the Sheenom's Twitch channel this week to uh, raise funds for the Minnesota Freedom Fund. We raised over $1,700. Uh, so thank you to all that, all that donated. Uh, that stream is still, or the link is still open to donate. I was on Quizzlemania today. I think we raised over $6,500 for Calm. Thank you to all that, that, that donated there, too. It means a lot. Uh, I'm on the Cruise Control podcast from last week, as well as Matt Men Radio. So check that out. But we got a guy that's going to be hosting that NXT In Your House show, Mr. Warren Hayes. Warren, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to this Sunday. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking looking forward for another pay per view, super card, whatever you want to call it, something to sink our teeth into. It's gonna be a good month for wrestling, I think. Yeah, as do I. A reminder, guys. Uh, Warren goes live uh, all the time on the Mr. Warren Hayes channel. Make sure you guys check that out. Show it some love, and we hope that you show some love to FightfulSelect.com too. I've got a bunch of scoops there every week, but one of our one of our prime pieces of real estate over there is is the the moistened, dampened beak of one Alex Pawlowski, mm. one of the best reviewers in the game. He does sour graps there twice a week, sometimes three if he's feeling froggy and there's a pay per view he wants to yell about. Yeah, Alex, how you doing? Uh, uh, I'm 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 doing good because it's Wednesday, and yeah. it's not it's not Monday. Well, Zach, Mondays are fine because I don't watch Raw on Monday. I watch it on Tuesday, and then I then I talk about it that night. I don't watch that stuff live. Ruin my <laughs> night. I can fast forward past the things I hate most. So I was a little under the weather last week, but I was still watching this show, which you know, of course, led me to natural questions like, "Who the fuck is Mickey Gooch?" and uh, <laughs> things like that. But uh, shout out to Jeremy Lambert, the best headline writer in the game for writing <laughs> Mickey Gooch taints AEW main event segment. Uh, also, former UFC fighter CM Punk weighs in on Matt Riddle, Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> I got to give him credit. He hit a lot of SEO buttons doing that, too. Because <laughs> if somebody types in UFC CM Punk, they're going to get his thoughts on Matt Riddle and Tim Thatcher. But uh, I thank Warren for filling in for me, uh, hosting last week. I was under the weather. I thank Jeremy Lambert. If you all want more of Jeremy, check out The Distraction. Uh, the numbers have been increasing on that. It is a really, really good show. Jeremy and Joe have such 
unique senses of humor. That okay, I'm going to assume that the things they say are jokes. So that's why I'll say that. They have what I assume is a unique sense of humor. But Joe especially is so dry. Yes. Like like I honestly like I'm assuming 80% of them are jokes, but it could be 100% and it could be 5%. I don't know. Yes. Like, that guy's so just comp- – he's as dry as the Gobi Desert, that dude. <laughs> Reminder, guys, you can donate to Super Chat. Any amount get your question or statement read on the air that helps us give uh, give our podcasters, our writers, our staffers raises and all that stuff throughout this period. And we got them rolling in. And, and a reminder, we will get to them as they come up. On the show, so whenever we cover that particular subject, we will uh, cover your super chat, and of course, we'll go back to it if we already have covered it. Hannah Moore says, "David Starr's mom." Oh boy, so I know you all aren't familiar with with this, but I think I'm dating David Starr's mom now. Like, don't tell my wife or anything, but I think that happened on Quizzlemania. I propositioned her with Blue Chew. At one point, like, it, it was a thing. And I think I'm going over for dinner. I think nice. that's a thing that's happening now. Like, I I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, make sure you guys send Super Chats. Oh, well, there's one. Chris Verano says, Sean, hope you use Bluetooth with David Starr's mom. <laughs> Thoughts on Drake re-signing? Won't it make every signing feel or firing seem like a work? To some people, and, and we'll, we'll get to NXT, uh, but we'll talk about specifically that angle. To some people, but if Deanna Perrazzo's firing is a work, they're going the extra mile with that one. <laughs> Sending her to Impact Wrestling. I don't think so. I'm sure that some people will doubt some of these, but hey, we'll, we'll see how it ends up going. Um, but we got we're going to talk AEW first tonight because we have to make our AEW or our NXT in your house predictions. Uh, reminder, guys, we will get to your super chats as it happens. Uh, Tim Traver says, "I want to say thank you, SRS, to give me the idea of ordering a bracelet to honor my sister." Hey, glad glad we could help you come up with something. Sorry that you're going through that. That sucks, especially in this day and age with all that's going on right now. But I, I gotta say, I really enjoyed AEW tonight. There was a whole lot to like on AEW tonight, Warren. There was. I felt like uh, it, it felt like the AEW that I remembered, as if it's been years since it's happened. But it feels like that sometimes. You know, when you start with a really, really strong match and you end with a really, really strong match, and then you have all sorts of great stuff in the middle. You have a lot of angles being developed, especially in the in the second hour. It felt more like that structure was back. There was a lot of good stuff. Lot lots of stuff to like on Dynamite tonight. There was. Uh and and we're gonna get into it. So so let's just go ahead and do that. Tag team championship match. This felt like an important show because we got to hear from FTR for the first time. And this show was sandwiched. The bread was two championship matches. And when you have a championship match, Warren, leading off the show and closing the show, you you get a little more leeway with what's in the middle. But what's in the middle was really good, too. And I like that they were like, okay, have a Kinsabian, pretty new team, but they've went three and one. Let's get them in there. And let me tell you, Warren, I am very happy to see Hangman Page back. He is a welcome, welcome face back on this program. 
First and foremost, this uh, this is a, a a defense for the uh, this is a defense for the for the rankings to a certain extent mm-hmm. where you know you, the tag team the the tag team is on a roll starts racking up some wins okay let's give them a shot I mean that that that's good we know that in certain other promotions with certain other wrestlers who have virtual undefeated streaks and haven't even smelt a title shot at this point uh, it's good to see uh, it's good to see them going forward with this. I tweeted it out. Seeing Hangman, Hangman Page wrestle tonight made me realize just how much this show has been missing Han, Hangman Page. And that is tremendous. That's huge. We, It's a beaten record. We talk about it a lot. But this is a guy that in November last year, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, nine, nine months ago, people were like, what are they going to do with this guy? He He dropped the ball with Jericho. He's floundering. He's such a boring baby face. And man, now he is an attraction. He's an act. He's a fantastic worker. He's good all around. He's, he's a guy who has legitimately become a reason to watch AEW. And seeing him in the ring tonight. And you know what? There weren't too many elite shenanigans, right? There wasn't anything with uh, f- furthering the storyline. No, no, no. It was... Page and, and and Omega coming back as a tag team, running through uh, a pair of challengers. That's it. I liked it. And I, I loved seeing Page wrestle again tonight. I can't underscore that enough. Gosh, I almost forgot how – I want to say how over Hangman Page was. I mean, obviously he's there. But his presence on the program, mm-hmm. I was like, there's him. That's the guy. And I think it's it's kind of awesome how you had Britt Baker, Hangman Page as very clearly – the two poster children of men's, women's divisions, respectively, and they weren't getting over. But you know what AEW did? They changed things, and now they're two of the most over people in the company. Alex, why, why don't you think we see more of this out of WWE? I am very excited for your answer. <laughs> Cause, because, no, because here's the thing. We're going to take this square peg... And we're going to jam it in this round hole. And if it doesn't work, we're going to, just going to jam it harder. And if that doesn't work, we're just going to jam it harder. The, this answers, the, to cut you off, this answers the super chat that says, has Alex ever done a Bluetooth segue? Yes, he, he just did. Yeah, but I'm, Just now. Yeah. That was one. Go ahead, sorry. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> no, but that's, that's, that's the answer. They love putting square pegs in round holes and vice versa. And they, they it's the idea is that because it was my idea, one particular person's idea, it can't be a wrong idea. I can't change things midstream. All I can do is either force it to work or give up on this round peg entirely and throw it out the window and never look at the round peg again. As opposed to like, hey, maybe there's this round hole over here. I can put this round peg in. Maybe they fit better that way. As opposed to, no, if it doesn't work the way I want it to, I'm going to throw it away. You know who else does that? My three-year-old daughter. When things don't work properly, when she's playing with her toys, she throws them across the room. And then I punish her, but nobody can punish Vince. I basically forget how old Fightful is until you remind me how old your daughter is. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's around the time all that stuff kicked off. Mind-boggling. (laughs) Mind-boggling. Uh, this one popped me. Evan Wright says, Warren, rank this AEW show from a one to Venus. <laughs> the, 
it's too raw yet. We can't talk about Venus yet. He's he's gone. I've ordered. I've been ordering food. I've I'm basically in the red. My my bank account is <laughs> is in the negative. Do, do you it's think when Venus his name again? Do you think when hmm? Venus delivers to women, he goes hello ladies, and he says he's Bal Venus? <laughs> but you know what? Maybe maybe he's found his true calling. You know, yeah. Maybe he go. maybe he picks and chooses. He says a dude. No, 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 no. No, I'm not delivering to a dude. Throwback27 says, with Sean being on Quizzlemania, should he have a custom title belt uh, next time to prove his utmost dominance? Uh, Loomis was amazing with the picture drawing. Can't wait to see what he does. Um, I do have a custom title belt to prove nice. my dominance. Buddy, thank you, Throwback. Uh, check out his show, by the way, guys. Uh, go follow him on Twitter. It's it, He puts it up there. Very easy to find. Uh, we get a super chat saying, Sean, do you reckon AEW can pop a million TV rating by having Omega and Page versus FTR? I mean, I think if they put a strong show around that, it's possible. Warren, any thoughts? Uh, I, you know what? I think that regardless what they do as far as the matches go, like I, you know, I'm not that big a ratings guy. I think ratings discussion is boorish and yeah. it's all, it always turns around the same conversations, but I do like, you know, I do see the trends. Um, I think that regardless of what they do, if they keep doing what they're doing, keep uh, providing some compelling programming, some fresh matches, some good ideas, some entertaining wrestlers, and and some good matches on top of that, I think we're going to see that type of rating pop regardless because they they've been on the uptick and we're getting closer. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, the 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 million dollar the, the million dollar rating, you know what I mean? The million rating is it, Young Bucks versus FTR is the thing, but you kind of want to keep that for all out. You don't want to you don't want to give that one away for free. Exactly. Just don't. Save that one for all out. That might even main event all out because one of them uh, yep. is going to be tag champions by that period. Uh for reference, AEW did 827,000 last week. Again, Nielsen's archaic. It is very archaic. Eloquent sends a super chat and says, Hope everybody is having a good day except for Jackson Riker. Yes, I would agree. <coughs> Anakin JMT says, Warren doesn't care about Venus. Hey, what now. a traitor. What hey, now. A traitor. So we say. see an awesome promo from Tully Blanchard. Alex, did you get to see this at all? No, I, I, uh, my audio was effing up on my second screen a bunch of times, so I missed that one. Worth going out of your way to see. This is not, hey, we're searching for a tag partner anymore, Warren. We are a long way from that. I loved this. I liked it. Uh, It felt, um, I I think it was our our friend Jeff Hawkins uh, out on Twitter who said that it felt old old school and musty. I liked it, and I liked it too. That was the feeling that they were trying to get was... A very, uh, it, it was very visceral, uh, uh, yeah, smoky, and uh, you know the black glove. Hey, the black glove. It 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 represents a whole bunch of people, right? Black Jack Mulligan, uh, Ted DiBiase with his uh, loaded with his loaded glove, uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know that's it makes sense that Tully would be leaning into stuff that he knows, you know, directions wrestlers that he's fought that he's fought with. So he's like, look, we're going to let me let my past, my experience guide you forward. The hand, the the glove becomes a a symbol of that. Curious to see where they go, because obviously, I mean, if I were Tully Blanchard, I'd be really 
pissed off as well with what happened at uh, Double or Nothing in regards to Sean Spears. I'd be like, dude, I am not hanging around you, a legend in this <laughs> business, for you to get spanked on TV and then to have my face on your crotch. No, 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 thank you. We're going to switch this around. I like it. Brian Cage crushed Sean Dean. I, You know what? I appreciate that Brian Cage does every move that I ever made on the WWE SmackDown vs. Raw creative finisher. Sometimes they take a little too long to set up, but I like the drill claw. But him crushing Sean Dean was to set up the Moxley promo. And I like this because Moxley ain't backing down, Cage ain't backing down, and Taz isn't backing down. Moxley's like, that's what I like. That's why I'm here. I want to fight people like you. And I just love that Taz was like, yep, us too. It wasn't like Brian Cage, the heel, is biting his fingers. Mm-hmm. No, he, they want to fight each other. Therefore, I want to see them fight. Alex, it seems like you're ready to say something. I just, I just, I mean, Moxley is really, really good mm-hmm. at all the things, the little things that make you really invest in a professional wrestler. Yeah. Like, him getting halfway in the ring before Taz stops him and says, just make, make sure you want to get in this ring, you better be careful. And him making the face like, man, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm John F. and Moxley. <laughs> just the way his his face, like him processing what Taz just said, going like, okay, fine, I'm getting in the ring anyway. Just all of that was perfectly done. Like, the guy's such a natural performer of of his character when when they when they say that your, your character in wrestling is just yourself turned up to 11 i feel like mox just like not doing wrestling sits at like a nine and a half anyway so this might be like a 14 that he does when he comes comes to aw i love it uh, Warren, what did you think of this? I thought it was, a, it was a good setup for what we now know is a two-night fighter fest they're going the the Impact Wrestling route of a few years ago, which I don't think is a bad idea. They're effectively running Fighter Fest two nights. It is uh, July 1st and 8th. In this economy, makes sense. I like it. I like the idea that they're... Me, personally, I think the idea of a good old-fashioned super card is, is needed. Not a pay-per-view, just a super card. A Saturday night's main event. And I feel like Fighter Fest is a good lean into that. We're doing it on we're doing it on TNT. It's going to be over two nights. It feels special. I like it. I'm completely okay with that. Um, if there's anything that this pairing with, uh, with of Brian Cage with Taz has shown us is that Taz was absolutely needed. Like, Brian Page is he's not known for his for his promo work. It's okay, you know. It's, it's yeah. definitely not bad, but. When you get Moxley, who's who's feeling it, you know, when he starts swaggering and he starts, you know, undulating his shoulders a bit, you're like, okay, well, you have to be on another level. And Taz is right there. And I like, I like to see that aggressive killer instinct Taz, you know, call me a nostalgic for ECW back in the day, but man... I mean, I got a couple of sh- I got a couple of chills tonight listening to him deliver his promo uh, using the S word on the air. Uh, it felt good, you know. It all felt good. This was a good a, a, a good foundation for the rest. I mean, it, it wasn't anything. It, it, neither promo was legendary or oh my god, and we're gonna remember this for one forever. But it sets the stage so so fiercely well. I liked it. 
And um, the thing I like about the cursing on AEW, Warren, is it doesn't seem forced. It's not like, okay, here we are, bitch. Yeah. It's not like that. Uh, DGMC says, David's mom has got it going on. That is all. (laughs) God damn, y'all are going to get my ass kicked for me. Uh, Throwback27 says, Sean makes Blue Chew rain like the Candyman. I did on Quizzlemania. That is a fact. Uh, Charlie Wolf says, got home late, so I'm still watching the shows. Hope everyone's having a good night. Hey, we hope you're having a good night as well. Rob Wilkins. God damn it. I tried to play it straight, and then Rob is always the comment that that does it. He says, went to confession today. I apologize for donating so much time to Sonny in my teenage years, which reminds me, how you doing, Nitro Girl Spice? Giggity. Yes, this is a man caught in the middle of two apocalypses right now, sending that super chat. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, (laughs) damn it. Charlie Wolf says, I agree. Bucks versus FTR is an awesome pay-per-view main event. Hoping any of us get to go to All Out again this year. That's my hope. That's my target is maybe in three months I'll be going to Chicago and doing media for All Out. Maybe. And I, I don't even know if I'd try to set up interviews there at that point. I'd just be like, okay, let's test the waters. I'll do this scrum, yada, yada. Uh, I'll have to be like, hey, photographer, get off my goddamn shoulder. We're not allowed to do this because it gets a little crammed there. But All Out, I think, is a reasonable goal. We'll see how it ends up. But I think it's a possibility that All Out ends up happening in Florida again, maybe with a crowd, though. We'll see. We see Matt Hardy, like, hanging out with Private Party. <laughs> and Private Party are geeking out for Matt Hardy and call themselves the the Hardy Party. Warren, what do you think about this? Uh, it's a missed opportunity to not call themselves the Party Hardy. I mean, I don't know why they didn't <laughs> yeah. do that. Um, you know, I... Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about it, I think, at the uh, uh, um, on, on my show. You know, Matt Hardy is clearly leaning into a uh, into a three faces of Foley type gimmick, right? Where he just like walks around and whatever whatever incarnation he's in this week, whether it's uh, dude love mankind or whatever, mm-hmm. he, he's into it. And and today, well, he was Matt Hardy, you know, Hardy boys, legendary guy. Yeah, I like this idea of him reaching out to a younger team and and be like, "Look, I'm the legend. I'll help you guys out, just like someone did, just like people used to do with us when we were coming in. We needed people to who had our back who could help us out. So I think that's cool because I think Private Party needs a little more direction moving forward. And gotta say, I'm okay with Matt Hardy moving away from the elite. Me I too. think the elite storylines are. Are good enough on their own. I think there's a lot. There's already a lot of stuff going around there. Didn't need the Matt Hardy stuff on top of that. However, the uh, the funeral for Vanguard one two God weeks damn. ago was fantastic. And if they cap off the elite stuff with that, I mean that's that's all I need really. Um, but, that was one of uh, the funniest things I've seen in wrestling all year. Was that like when they're talking about his age and you hear Matt off camera? He was almost five, and I was like, God. <laughs> God damn, that was so good. Cody and the Bucks arguing over religion and their outfits was so good. Mm -hmm. So good. 
I think BTE is starting to find its groove again. Um, I think so, too. Alex Marvez interviews Lance Archer and Jake Roberts. Lance Archer's inability to not kick somebody's ass is just the best. Because when I saw it in, in New Japan, I was like, this is kind of corny. And it is, but it's so goddamn entertaining, Warren. Here's what I need to understand. This is I just need a little more a little more context. Did <laughs> did Lance Archer go out walking around a construction area, right? And saw a guy and he goes up to him and says, Put this on and the guy puts on a lucha mask and then starts beating him up. Or did he find a wrestler with a lucha mask, put him in the car, drive down to the to the construction site, drag him out and then beat him up there? I think both scenarios are entirely f- possible. Yeah. And Jake Roberts just in the back going, yeah, kick his ass. It was surreal. Fantastic. And then again, what the hell is Alex Marvez doing out there? What is he doing at the construction site? Hey, what else there. is he doing? <laughs> what else? Well, no. Good, Good God. They got um, the guy doing anything they can possibly stick him with because that contract. I love the I love the gimmick. I love the, I, yeah. I, I I love the fact that Lance Archer comes out beating up a guy. Uh, you know, he'd beat up the young lions who are always at ringside, right? In New Japan, they'd always be at ringside, so he'd always like grab one and toss him around. Minoru Suzuki does the same thing. Uh, but here, he like actually coming out with. I like it. It fits his style. Um, you know, the one thing, the one thing that I didn't like about his promo that I think it could have fired him up a little more is, you know, I get one loss. I don't care. I've been in the business twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, you should have cared because it was a big match and it should be like, oh, you think you've beaten me? You think you you, that the fact that I've lost one match that I'm weak? (laughs) Just watch me now kind of thing. I would have liked that a little more, but otherwise it was perfect. It it suits him well. Alex, there's a third third option for how the luchador uh, guy got to the construction site. And I'm thinking like misleading Craigslist ad. But like Lance Archer puts out like you know, willing to trade, you know, brand new PS4 for a for a luchador mask, and they go, "Oh, awesome! Where do you want to meet at the old construction site? Come wearing the luchador mask. I want to see if it fits." Okay, cool. And then that guy got killed. Go so ahead. you always got to make sure you vet your Craigslist ads. And I need to see the lead up to that on BTE. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Guevara singing Judas. Oh God, that ruled. Sammy is so good. By the way, we saw Matt Hardy approach Sammy, who's on his little scooter, and he's like, "We're good." And Sammy's like, "Okay." I thought that was a that was a good way to put a bow on that and lead to something yeah. else. I do. I just love Sammy being the the heel who doesn't understand not being at war with somebody. Like mm-hmm. that's that's really. I, I think that's good. We got Chris Jericho versus Colt Cabana. Chris Jericho, of course, wins. Uh, Warren, your thoughts on the match? Uh, Nyla, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. I, I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. We we Sorry. also saw after the match we saw this this interaction uh, where Jericho says he did the same thing to Colt Cabana that would happen to Mike Tyson. And he calls out Tyson, but Orange Cassidy comes out instead. And this leads to our super chat from DGMC, who says, I'm more convinced we get Jericho and Sammy versus Tyson and Orange Cassidy. Okay, sign me up. If it's taped, give me that match. Because if it's taped, they're going to make a good match out of that. 
Any any I, thoughts, Warren? Yeah, no, I I think the, I'm I'm not super excited at the prospect of Chris Jericho and Mike Tyson having a wrestling match, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that I have a lot of faith in Chris Jericho's creativity. Don't get me wrong, but uh, as far as um, uh, as far as wrestling uh, an older Mike Tyson who you know does, hasn't had any proper training, you know he's been involved in wrestling, but not in not in match capabilities. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm a little wary on that. So if they sort of lean into this being more like an Orange Cassidy thing, which I thought was hilarious when Jericho was like, I'm calling out the baddest man on the planet and Orange Cassidy walks out. I thought that was perfect. Um, you sort of wonder if Orange Cassidy wasn't just like there. You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to step out now. Boop, 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 you know, um, I, um, I I'm OK with that. I mean, it's it it'll be a it'll be a super fun match. And there you go again. Chris Jericho working with the younger guys, trying to trying to make stars out of the stars. We've we've said it months, months um, over um, over the whole over who a whole slew of months. I'll get the words out that Mm -hmm. uh, Orange Cassidy was super, super over. They should be leaning into him. They should be having him get the big matches. Well, there you go. Yeah. Put Orange Cassidy with Chris Jericho, AEW ring. I am all for it. And and let me be clear, if this were normal AEW, I would not be excited about a Tyson-Jericho match. But they, they could cinematic this bad boy, and I think it would end up being really, really good. Like, I mean, I, I, one, I don't know how you don't have Mike Tyson's Tiger involved in this at some point, but <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. And then we get... man, And me calling this the highlight of the show is saying something, because this episode ruled. They took what I thought they would do with Dr. Britt Baker, and they made it a hundred times better. This goddamn vignette of Rebel pushing her around, and even Tony Schiavone cheering her on, and her working out, (laughs) pulling a weight behind her as she's at the Jaguars practice facility. This is amazing! I don't know if there's anybody that could make this work like her right now, Warren. I don't think so. Look, let's give ourselves credit. We called this. We did. We called it. We said right here on this show, I hope we get a disingenuous road to redemption. And look at what – when I saw this start, I popped. It was fantastic. The whole setup was great. Oh, no, the weights are too heavy. They give her lighter weights. They're pushing her around, pushing her on the field. The Tony Schiavone coming into me. Yeah, okay, I'll give it my final all. Roll model, R-O-L-L, on her, uh, uh, on the wheelchair, on the seat of the wheelchair. It's fantastic. It's exactly what they need to be doing with Britt Baker because Britt Baker's character has been so strong and so solid over the past, uh, well, ever since she turned, really, um, that they can they can manage to do this even though she can't compete. <laughs> This is perfect. I hope we get more. I hope we get some one-on-one interviews with Britt, you know, t- actually talking about her progress in these in, in these uh, edited environments and in these produced segments. Uh, I, this is so good. There's a wealth of stuff they could do here. It's, it's, I'm, I'm really glad they're leaning into it. It's amazing. Evan Wright says, Rolls Royce, baby. So here's, here's the ironic aspect of this. 
she is ironically playing a role model. Then I see people like our own Kyler James, who uses a wheelchair. His display name is Role Model Kyler James. So, effectively, she is actually a role model now. <laughs> the, and I saw that, and I was like, that is that is fantastic. Because, as we know, the best heels are rooted in truth, and she yep. is. Alex, surely you caught this. I I have no idea what you're talking about. I missed this vignette entirely. I I have to I have to go back and watch it. Oh and my I, god! Uh, the only thing I saw of Britt Baker was was her appearance after the big swole match, where she her wheelchair has a wheelchair, yeah. and that's enough for me. Yeah. That's enough for me. I'm so this all the stuff you're talking about, the vignette and everything. That's icing on the cake. The cake mm-hmm. is already delicious. The cake is a wheelchair on top of another wheelchair. It's perfect. I yeah. can't wait to watch this vignette. Uh, Taryn Riddick says, does Britt win the title from Sheeta at All Out? I think she has to. Uh, but, I mean, here's the thing. Based on AEW's history, if she's returning at All Out, can she get a title match there? I don't know. But I think she's got to win the title. I think she is... She is that woman right now. She is the one to hold that title. Well, just really quickly, I think right now Sheeta is the best uh, possible outcome because uh, we've talked about this last week. Um, I, I think Sheeta can act like a Bret Hart type of champion where she will work really, really well with all the challengers that will come and she will help elevate the entire division. She'll help everyone look good. Uh, so I think she's a she's going to be a really important champion, and I think it's essential that they have that kind of champion there. Whereas when and but Brit Brit is the star. Let the you know Brit is the absolute star. So yeah, she has to get that title sooner than later. So in managing Fightful, I manage like four or five subsites, two or three YouTube channels. Select my phone is always going crazy. It's got to be on silent at all times because there's always notifications. I got an even more absurd number of notifications this week, and I'm like, what's going on? Where are all these YouTube comments? Like, what what are all these? A video that I posted from Hikaru Shida's social media in December of her trying a Reese's Cup for the first time exploded and went to 100,000 views on our channel this week. And I'm like, Where'd this come from? And then I see that last week she posted her own video of her eating all of her own favorite foods. And I'm like, my God. Like, everything, like, you never know what's going to catch fire. And that one did with Hikaru Shida. Um, JJ Lee says, kudos to AEW for using Britt Baker effectively despite the injury. Wish WWE did this, especially with tag teams that lose a member due to injury. They disappear. Yeah. People just disappear. Why is Akam not on TV in a suit standing behind Austin Theory, Buddy Murphy, and Seth Rollins? There ain't no reason. There's no reason. It's weird. Uh, Evan Wright says, very strong women's match on AEW. Big fan of that. Boy, was I ever. We've been begging for Big Swole to be on this show. She was. Nyla Rose has gotten. I feel like I say it every time, but she keeps getting better. This ruled... And I'll tell you what also ruled uh, Big Swole maximizing her minutes after this match. And MJF reacting to her and being like, whoa, okay. That that adds a little bit. Because you got a guy who has never lost a match 
in AEW being like, I don't want any piece of her. Uh, Warren, I thought this was a home run all around. This was a fantastic seg- uh, quarter hour, as, as 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 the fans like to call it. This was <laughs> this was a good. It was really good. I liked the match, and you know, I like uh, there, lots of little details in the match that I really really dug, like how much uh, Swole had to work to 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 lock in that abdominal stretch on Nyla. She she you know it wasn't just like smooth and in nah she had to she had to bend her back a little uh, her you know wrap her leg she had to extend her leg a little more to 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 wrap it around Nyla's I liked it all sorts of little things here that added psychology to it which was something that was missing a lot in the in the women's matches and it all made sense it all came together I have been adamant on this I will keep hammering this home. I don't know what happened during the holidays, but since the return in January 2020, Nyla Rose has been good, and she has been improving. Last year, she was a little sloppy. Her offense didn't always land, looked a little weak sometimes. I have nothing to say, and on top of that, her character work has been great. It's good for her to have got a win tonight. Good to see Swole back. And yeah, the MJF stuff. Hey, you have MJF. Uh, going, uh, this woman sort of freaks me out. Wait, uh, I don't want to get involved in this. That's good for her. It's it's per- does it doesn't take anything away from him, and helps put some eyeballs on her a little more. I loved it, and the post match angle. My God, that was great. DGMC says, "Give Sheeta a food critic gimmick when she turns." My <laughs> God, Throwback Twenty Seven says, "Tyson versus Jericho has me curious," and I watch WWE. Hey, it got a lot of people curious. It, it did a good number last week. Uh, I'm interested too. That's the thing. If it's cinematic, I think they could make it very good. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviewed Darby Allen. He says life is one big joke. You know, get the last laugh on Brian Cage. I doubt it. Uh, Alex Marvez <laughs> also interviews Colt Cabana, who says that he has shown he can hang with the big guys. But then Brody Lee and Dark Order approach him. I don't hate the idea of Colt Cabana joining. Dark Order. Why not? I don't. I don't hate the idea of Brody Lee versus Colt Cabana either. No, I think it'd be real good. Because I, I don't think it fits Colt Cabana joining the Dark Order unless it's you know for him to try it out and then be too Colt Cabana yeah. for the Dark Order. You know what I mean? And then and then he has to leave. Yes, I, I feel like this is where they're going to be leading into a match with with Brody Lee and. Yeah, I'm you, completely okay with that. You know how they've moved the cruiser weight weight limit back from 225 back in the day to 205. I feel like we got to move back the sirloin beef sons of bitches limit in AEW because they got smaller people. So these are kind of two sirloin beef sons of bitches, even though Cabana doesn't work like one. But uh, we see FTR being interviewed. They they pretty much run the gamut of the tag teams. And they they look different, they sound different from their WWE days, and I think that's good. And I love that they mentioned uh, Lucha Brothers. We don't like them because they don't tag in like real tag teams. I loved it. And then Butcher and the Blade crashed the interview. We get a match next week. This was simple. It introduced them. It showed you that they could talk. It showed you that they wanted to be there. Uh, They put over AEW, and they set up a match for next week, uh, Warren. 
You know, I got to tell you, Sean, when the when the interview started, I was like, man, I'm just waiting for the icy hot to kick in here. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just sitting back. Wait, uh, uh, did you notice as well for the tag teams? They put over Santana and Ortiz and they said, you know, they're here. We're looking forward to fighting these guys. Then they said what they said about the Lucha Bros, which we knew they did. You know, we knew they don't get along. And they said, uh, uh, Omega Hangman Page, yeah, those guys aren't even a tag team. So I'm like, this is great. Like, because it's not just we're coming in, we're the best, we're going to beat everyone up. No, there's tag teams here we want to face that we respect. But then there's others we don't. And there's people here who aren't even tag teams that are playing playing as a tag team, cosplaying as tag teamers, to quote someone else. And then moving into the Young Bucks stuff, we don't want any excuses. We want them to be 110%. No back problems. You know, basically saying, never mind your gimmicks, boys. You know, never mind the angles. We want you 100%. Uh, I love it. I, it's great. They're going to have a solid match with uh, Butcher and the Blade next week to introduce themselves to the AEW crowd. I like how, how everything was starting and they were sort of just leaving. Is that okay, guys? I know we're done, but it's okay. And, and I think it's Dax that flips a water bottle <laughs> just yeah. like to taunt them one last time i like it super smarmy like they're really back to an nxt-ish feel in their characters i like it i'm i'm so good with all of this cody's open challenge for the awtnt championship i like this because it, it then makes sense of someone who is coming off of a loss to get a title shot and that's what i like is that AEW makes the little things make sense why would Mark Quinn get a title shot next week? Well, because Cody said he'd face anybody for it. So I'm cool sure. with that. And it also gives you a reason why MJF should be pissed off. Because he just mm-hmm. beat Jungle Boy. So he's livid at ringside. But the thing is, snooze you lose, buddy. You didn't call for the title shot. You don't get the title shot. This was a good match. Cody ends up winning, and he and Jungle Boy embrace after the match. What would you think of this one, Warren? Uh, I I thought it was a very, very solid main event. I love the exchange they had. You know, I liked how it started off fast. Like, it just they just went for it because both guys in this situation had something to prove, you know, kind of thing. It was, And it felt like a title match. It felt important. Cody needed this first big defense. Jungle Boy wanted to win, so they didn't mess around. They just went right for it, made it feel special. Uh, Cody looked great. Uh, I loved um, Jungle Boy's tope, and I, I haven't been noticing if he's been doing this, but he, instead of, like, leaning over to push people forward or just, like, m- trying to murder himself like Darby Allen does when he does his dive, uh, he came in with, a, with an elbow. Like, he came in with, with an elbow strike, which I thought was really cool. A nice little, nice little added touch there. Um, and uh, the, the table spot was cool. Uh, and, you know, if you had your... Cody Rhodes bingo cards out tonight. Well, he bladed. So that was, you know, that's, that's, yeah, I was like, of course, of course there's going to be something Cody-esque in this match. Yeah. You know, the Brandy wasn't there. So, okay. So I think we, honestly, I think the blood was a little too much. Like, like I don't think it was needed. It didn't, I didn't feel like it, it was required to add drama or or importance to the match, but you know, it's so it, it was fine. It looked good. I'm being nitpicky. It's okay. <laughs> I like the match. You can tell I wasn't here last week because we just spent 43 minutes talking about AEW, and usually I wrap the, 
What does that mean? Gosh, I, I didn't get to talk about it last week. Oh, I had okay. a lot more to add to it. Uh, uh, I thought you, you talk, were saying that you I, talk I a lot. More. That I, yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, <laughs> quite frankly, we've got like there there aren't a lot of people who run solo shows these days. It, it, we're like three of them right here, so we we know how to talk <laughs> for an hour straight. NXT, and we're going to make our predictions after this, too, so we're going to try to, I don't want to say speed through NXT or anything, but, I mean, admittedly, less to talk about. Ty Noel says, do you think NXT would be better if it was on TNT instead of the USA Network? No, I think it. I think NXT would be better if AEW booked NXT. Um, that's how I think. Matthew Garrett says, love you, Fightful, keep going, grateful for you. Hey, we're grateful for you, too. Uh, Anakin JMT says, just reminded me, thoughts on WWE 2K taking a year off and aiming to emulate the gameplay of No Mercy and Here Comes the Pain. All I can say is good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Luck when you just lost the company that put those together. Um, I don't think that's that's likely. Uh, but hey, if you want to see um, the story about why the Eminem 2K thing didn't happen, it's kind of out there now. I did a podcast on it, and um, there's a thread about it, too. Uh, but that, that's a very interesting one. Evan Wright says, anything on Adam Cole and his contract? Putting this here, or I, I, actually, that was me saying that to Warren. Putting this here so I remember it tonight. He actually sent that earlier. Um, from what I understand, Adam's contract and Britt Baker's contract are very close to one another in proximity, but I don't know when that is. I'll find out because I've heard a lot of people say he's locked down. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, the, it's coming due. That guy can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He can get about whatever number he wants there as well. Anakin JMT says, My plant is shutting down another four weeks after Friday. Glad I have Fightful to keep me going. Thank you, Sean, Alex, and Warren for being good dudes. Hey, we appreciate you for being a good dude. You always send awesome questions uh, in our Q&A and our Super Chat as well. So a big thank you for that. Throwback. Uh, great dude. Again, follow him on Twitter, guys. That's the best way that you all can uh, find out whenever his show goes up. It's at throwback978. He does it every Tuesday. But he says, with Riddle, Dijak, and Chelsea Green going to the main roster, what feuds do you see Thatcher, Knox, and Loomis going towards now that things have changed? Alex, do you see anything specifically uh, for them, he also asks who's in line if Dream loses. So Thatcher, Knox, and Lo- I can see Thatcher and Loomis going after each other. 
I mean, I, I could too, depending on what, what they've got going on with Loomis. We'll talk later about yeah. about that. But uh, Thatcher, I mean, his whole thing has been wrapped up in Riddle. And Riddle going up to the main roster, like now, I don't know, like Thatcher's entirely in limbo now. Like, I have no idea. What, like, it, it could have been a really cool thing for, like, them to extend. Like, I, I really thought they should have had a rubber match at TakeOver and have Riddle versus Thatcher one more time and have Thatcher, like, like fully join forces with Imperium since he yeah. was part of, you know, uh, Ring Kampf, you know? Yep. So, like, that's 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 a good way to keep him around and make him be the American voice of that faction I thought could be cool. But I, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't know where they go with Tim Thatcher. I've been really impressed with his work, you know, uh, all of it, like even even the, like the talking stuff. I thought all of it's been really good, and now to have no mention of him at all tonight Weird. worries me that they don't mm-hmm. know what they're going to do with him. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to Fightful Select, guys, because I had a story up uh, and I had clued Warren in on it last week. I think it was after SmackDown. Matt Riddle's call up affected creative plans for eight different people. And I, I said on today's list and you boy, it's actually very impressive how they Tetris everything together and made it fit. It was addition by subtraction in some senses. But that's up on uh, FightfulSelect.com. As for Tegan Knox, I, I I don't doubt that she could be inserted into the title picture next. Um, I, I think that that's a real possibility. As far as Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, well, they I think that um, Keith Lee, if he loses the North American mm-hmm. title, it seems like a very WWE thing to do to be like, hey, you just lost one title, so here you go, going for the main one. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, I think it would be kind of cool to see all of Undisputed Era absolutely shitting their pants over the idea of coming face to face with Karrion Cross. Like, all of them being like, uh, Adam, you're on your own on this one, buddy. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think that could be really cool as well. Uh, but th- th- I'm interested in how they they make a lot of this work out because they're, Dijak, Riddle, and Chelsea weren't figured into anything too major. Well, I mean, the tag titles, yeah, but nothing top, top star worthy but champa can't go back for that title he, he's he got to do some mid-card stuff for a while but let's go ahead and get into the show uh actually eloquent said Britt baker is consistently the best part of dynamite yes she is <laughs> uh mia yem and candace LeRae end in a no contest because tegan or actually uh they both get counted out but tegan shotzi dakota and raquel come out and all the women brawl i thought for sure we were going to get a tag team match, Alex. We, we are. Yeah. It's just going to be it in your house. Um, and I'm, we were talking about how what's next for Tegan Knox, And they're like, well, I mean, theoretically, she, she, she could be, you know, next in line for, for a title, depending on who wins the triple threat. Um, but uh, all I have to say is, I mean, I know I'm not the biggest Charlotte fan as her, of her character in the way that she is booked. But... Uh, I think she's great in the ring, but get the hell out of NXT. It's crowded enough without you. Like the, the, the fact that these six women are in this tag team match, and honestly, like you could you could convince me they could push Ra- Ra- Raquel Gonzalez as a monster, have her run through people and get a title shot. And all the other ones, 
I feel like if they haven't had title shots already, they're going to. Some of them, I think, are lock future, should be, need to be future champions. Like Candice LeRae, the fact she hasn't even had, like, a real title program yet is absurd. So, like, we don't need Charlotte here at the top of the division. Like, we don't need it. It's top. We don't need that. Like, if she moves back to Raw, then you have all of a sudden it's literally wide open, and there's a lot of great women that are available to be pushed to that next level. To me, I, I'd be fine with Charlotte being in NXT, but also have her say, you know what, I think I'll scale back my Raw duties while I'm NXT champion. Mm-hmm. And, then, the thing for me. and then, like, I don't know, send EO to Raw, for the love of God. Or something. Like The, yeah. the idea that, like, like Raw, like, like, Charlotte, if you are the NXT champion, you are on NXT. You are not also on Raw and SmackDown every week. That's ridiculous. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't like it if anybody, even my fave, if Ember Moon was on all three brands, I'd be like, that's a little bit much of Ember Moon. I miss her. I miss her so much. Um, I don't know if any of you all checked out my Mikey Whipwreck interview, but I love that when I said, hey, who does the best version of the Whippersnapper, which he effectively innovated in the U.S., he said Ember Moon, and I was like, ah, a man of culture, a man of refined taste. <laughs> he knew, because I didn't expect him to even pay attention these days, but obviously he's probably been tagged in those videos an awful lot, and uh, I do miss her a lot, a lot, because you want to talk, talk about one person. If AEW had her, that's the one name uh, that I point out a lot, like, who could AEW pick up that maybe WWE that they wouldn't miss. I would certainly miss her. Ember Moon, because she's never, they've never had her do anything. But if she went to AEW, the matches she'd have with Sheeta and Nyla Rose and Britt Baker and all these people, an anchor of the division is what she would be there. Ooh, damn. I want to see her doing something. Send her back to NXT for the love of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rob Wilkins says, after Dream, give me Balor versus Cole. I don't hate that idea either. I, no, I don't sure. hate that. Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano against uh, Mia Yim and Keith Lee. Now, they were not in their gear, as Johnny pointed out. But Candice and Johnny ended up winning. And Johnny injures Keith's hand before he and uh, Candice leave. What would you think of this, Alex? Well, listen. Um, the way it happened was he was went up for a spirit bomb and Johnny had reached into his skinny jeans pocket, pulled out his car keys and used them to try and gouge out the eye of Keith Lee. And listen, he warned you he wasn't in his gear. You mess with the skinny jeans, you get the car keys. That's just the rule. You know, they're hard you to wrestle in, man. They fall off your ass an awful lot. They're not good to wrestle oh, in, especially when you've got car keys in your pocket. Yeah, that's crazy. So I got this. I don't even blame Johnny. He was probably just getting his car mm-hmm. keys out of his pocket because he fell on his keys. That sucks. And he's just getting out of his pocket, and then he got picked up by a spirit bomb, and he panicked. I don't blame Johnny at all for this. This was all just horrible circumstances. He never should have been forced to wrestle in his gear in the first place. How did I survive my last Wednesday night hanging out with my wife, shitting my brains out instead of hanging out with you guys? I will never know. <laughs> uh, we get a video package with Tommaso Ciampa 
and Karrion Cross, and I mean, I'm all about Karrion Cross. I love Karrion Cross. I think he's unique and different, a little bit cheesy in the right ways for me. Um, Alex, how are you feeling about this interaction between them? Uh, we do see a thing where Karrion Cross later, um, attacks Bronson Reed, which we can talk about now, because Cameron Grimes beat him, and I thought that was a good transition. Because uh, Karrion Cross hit a Doomsday Saito. What did you think about the Karrion Cross stuff tonight? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm reserving judgment until after this match with Shamuso Champa. But it's him like entering the ring, and like it's really impressive. His Doomsday Saito on a on a huge dude like Bronson Reed with like with ease he, he get, hit that on that guy. That's impressive. Not impressive. Like, again, extreme close-up into the corner on the turnbuckle, like, making sure your nose is, like, right up against the camera lens and then saying stuff about TikTok. Like, are you are you the crocodile from Peter Pan? Like, that, that that's that's the only, like, I don't, or do you, do you love, like, social media, short videos the teenagers like? Are you into TikTok? I don't, okay, great, keep the guy. Like, it doesn't, the the way he delivers the promos isn't working for me, just, like, 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 pick up a ma- pick up a microphone and and say things as a human being, white with different motivations. Yeah. But just like putting your nose up against the camera lens and going tick tock, it just I it, it doesn't scare me. But I'm not I'm not eight. <laughs> we get a super chat saying after Champa, what do you think is next for Cross? It doesn't matter in the end because everybody pays the toll. Uh, to me, this is one of the most unique periods, and we'll kind of <clears> go to Warren a little bit here. I don't know where anybody is going. If we're following old NXT booking formulas, well, where are they going? The same person about nine more times in a row because they they do rematches to death in NXT. But right now I got a lot of question marks about where anybody goes. And to me, I like that. I like not knowing. Uh, Warren, any any thoughts on where you might see uh, Cross going? Yeah, I agree. There's there. It's very it's very special right now because uh, you feel like there's a lot of transitioning, moving around. So I'm interested to see where a lot of people end up landing. Um, if I am to, if we go back even not that long ago into recent history, when you start talking about talking about the the the, the top feuds, we're gonna get a a carrying cross to Maso Champa too. Like I don't yeah. think they're done. This is not this is not wrapping up once we're done with within your house. So they can get some they can still get some some good old gasoline out of this one leading into a uh, a a, uh, a trio of matches uh, with a with a big big rubber match down the road. Um, but uh, you know what? There's so, there's so much stuff moving right now in NXT. I I don't even know what they're gonna do with Velveteen Dream once he's done. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. And 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 I'm not saying well they don't know what to do. With let, the let me tell you, the question: What the fuck are we supposed to do with this guy? Has been a constant question that they have to ask themselves about Velveteen Dream for a yeah. numerous for for numerous reasons. Yeah, <laughs> the the cross thing to me is I, I feel like they they really have an opportunity to do something interesting with him and not just be spooky dude, but NXT yeah. style. Like if if he if he I I still am want to pitch for him 
to be the serial killer who hunts other serial killers. Mm -hmm. Like the guy mm -hmm. who preys on, on, who makes heels shit their pants. Like that guy is a really cool idea. And, and he does it ruthlessly, not because he's on the side of righteousness, but because he just likes yeah. torturing people. That Sure, good do that, but who knows? Our dude throwback sent a super chat and said, knock, knock. Dave's mom says, who is it? Sean says, it's Dr. Dawn Lord here for your physical exam. <laughs> he says, special TikTok chapa on the clock. Damn, Cross. You don't want me to get punched by David Starr an awful lot. Man. <laughs> Damn, man. Where am I even on this review? <laughs> well, forget it. We're going to go to Dexter Loomis painting shit. He yes. is an honest-to-God artist. Go ahead. Yeah, well, though, I love that they're like, okay, well, let's, I'm going to ask you a question. And I realized, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that Dexter Loomis isn't a functioning mute. Like, I'm, I haven't heard him say a single yeah. word in NXT. And I love that he walks away, and I thought that was the end of the interview. Oh, how wrong I was. He comes back with an easel, sets it down in a set of Sharpies, and they come back to him after he's painted this thing. He's drawn it, and it is it is a caricature of the three other, like, what, what's, they ask him, what's Velveteen Dream versus uh, Adam Cole going to be like? And he comes back, and he's drawn the other three members of Undisputed Era tied up with rope in the back of a pickup truck. And I thought for a second that Dexter Loomis was driving the pickup truck. But if you look closely, Dexter Loomis is the pickup truck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I love that basically he envisions himself as Truckulees from the Venture Brothers. Yeah. Like he's half man, half truck. I am so into <laughs> Dexter Loomis. I can't wait to see what he does at uh, and In Your House. It's going to be amazing. Anakin JMT says, Alex turned on turned heel on Denise by disliking TikTok. I should specify, I, I make references about Denise having like 150,000 TikTok followers. She was a part of the app before it was TikTok, when it was Musical.ly. She was like an influencer on that app, and a lot of her followers carried over. She doesn't use the app anymore, from what she tells me. But if she did, I'm sure she'd do well. She, she's very good at that stuff. Uh, we see the undisputed era vignette. What did you What did you think about this? This led into uh, their match that they had later. Uh, well, you're talking about the 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 thing with them in the car, with the, and, the limo, and, with their, and it yeah. would go back and forth to the, to dream and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. I mean, it's, this didn't this didn't pop me like the the one they had later for the for the triple threat with, with the women. I thought that was really well done. This just seemed like. I, I feel like I've seen a lot of the, uh, the Undisputed Era being douchey in a limo and out to dinner. Even if I haven't, I feel like I've seen that before. Like, this is the, basically them being those those characters. Okay, cool. Um, I thought that was excellent, but but I, I'm I'm interested a little bit more with the what they're going what's going on with uh, with with Dream. That whole thing of him like roller skating in in an empty lot and. And the thing with the women, ah, whatever. But, like, <laughs> this wasn't great. Yeah. Like, it didn't really do anything for me to, like, get me really pumped for this. I feel like there was so much more momentum for the Dream versus Cole thing months ago. 
and now it just feels like something they got to do, and they got to get it over with. So, and uh, this leads later on. We get the Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch undisputed era Brizongo match. Brizongo are back, Yay! and they got quite the entrance. Oh, sexy space force. Listen, the, the thing then we, we forget. I don't know. It, honestly, I don't remember how long Brizongo's been out. Like it's been a long time, but it, it uh, who knows for me? Like I'm just so happy that he's back. Um, but they were doing this every time they had a match. They came out as sexy construction workers, sexy doctors. Now they're sexy astronauts. I'm. I can't wait to see what's next. I'm. Who knows what they're gonna pull out when they have their title match versus uh, versus uh, Imperium? That's gonna be great. Ooh, I wonder if they're gonna be sexy later hosing guys. That's what they should do. There should be guys wearing lederhosen, like drinking, drinking big giant beers and steins and stuff. That's what they should be. Christopher Bordine says, I was unreasonably excited that a member of all three teams were legal during the triple threat tag match in NXT. Never understood why that isn't the case all the time. Well, I mean, it wasn't the case all the time because that was just the rule set, was that two people were and whoever got tagged in was legal. But I agree. It should be one person from each one. I'm cool with that. Uh... Eichner and Barthel come out to the ramp, and they're interrupted by Indu Shara, and we go backstage. So, uh, in my report about Matt Riddle, I mentioned, basically, Indu Shara got taken off TV because they weren't ready to take the titles off of Riddle. No, they were not. So, that's why they were off TV, because they had to slide Eichner and Barthel in there. But now it looks like, with Brizongo there, I think it's good. You got Brizongo back at the right time. I would want them to work with Indushare. You want them to work with these green guys because as much as I'm sure WWE wants us to see Malcolm Bivens and his great promos and be like, all right, they're a legit team, they have to also not suck ass in the ring on NXT. The thing I remember most is that they kind of messed up an Irish whip. Like, that's that's not great. Um I, I hope they've used the intervening weeks since they were pulled from television to get better at Irish whips. Like, okay, like I'm, 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 I'm allowing them to to get better and progress. At this point, you have so many people whose whose progress has kind of stalled, who are at the point where they could be at a, at a great to the idea like, hey, these are two big dudes from India. Let's push them, even though they're not ready just feels like something that they might do on SmackDown as it opposed fe- to an NXT. It feels very main roster-ish yeah. mm-hmm. as far as the move goes. And, uh, and and you know if Full Sail was around, uh, if they were back at Full Sail and the, and the crowd was there, they wouldn't be having any of this. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's the thing, that's one of the things here, that's a barometer every single time. If, if you're not delivering on the full on the full sale uh, to full sales expectations, you're just gonna get uh, you're just gonna get tossed aside in a minute, or you know you're gonna try your best like the Forgotten Sons until someone realizes, hey, you know what these guys are made for these guys are made for main roster. Let's bring them up. Maybe they're made for main roster. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> Jimmy, you know, I... listen. The, the second they debuted, they were already bodyguards for Ginger Mahal's yeah. next heel championship run. Yeah, already the second they debuted, they were already that. Yep. 
Jamie Aguilar says, after tonight's vignette, it looks like Adam Cole's going to drop the NXT title to Dream, with Cole most likely ending up on SmackDown. Would they send the rest of Undisputed Era as well? I think whenever Cole goes anywhere, they're going to take Undisputed Era. I think that is too much of a slam dunk act. But then again, I also thought that AJ Gallows and Anderson or Balor Gallows and Anderson were too much of a slam dunk. So what the fuck do I know? Um, I don't think Cole's going up right now. I think they are NXT. I think they are synonymous with NXT. Uh, my, I think they are the they are the anchors of that brand. Any thoughts, Alex? No, yeah, you can't. Right, the the, the people who are NXT to me are are Gargano, Champa, and UE. Like everybody else, I feel like is flexible, but those guys feel like they are NXT to me. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any question or statement gets read on the air. We're about to wrap this one up. We're about to go into our predictions in a bit, so get those Super Chats in. Santana Garrett defeated Aaliyah. Yeah, I guess, to me, I'm watching this and and (laughs) thinking, so your entire reason for this is to, like, show that Robert... Stone is like losing his mind because he's he had his one client like fired him and moved up to the main roster, yeah. and the person that he was going to sign but didn't, but now he needs to sign because he's got no clients sucks. Like that's your whole thing for TV time. Mm, I'm gonna not. tell you one thing. I'm gonna tell you one thing. Look at what Robert Stone is coming apart because he loses one client. If his entire business was built over one client, he is a terrible businessman. I don't see how anyone would want to associate with him. He's a bad, he's bad at business. Bad, bad, bad. We uh, see a fantastic vignette for the women's championship match. Yeah. Jesus, this ruled. This really, really ruled. Uh, we got a super chat that said, hope the women main event takeover and EO wins. You know what? I don't see that out of the realm of possibility at all. But um, this this kicked ass, Alex. This this was awesome. Yeah, it really um, – it did a lot to rehabilitate Rhea Ripley for me. Um, in, in, in Because, listen, um, this isn't her fault. It was a nope. terrible call to have her lose to Charlotte at, 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 at uh, Mania. Terrible call. It really, it, it it just ceased all of her momentum. She just she fell off the face of the planet, and we haven't. She hasn't felt like a, a character we could root for since. But just her, like I wake up at five thirty a.m. because I choose to. Here's what I eat for breakfast. I go in and I work out. Like I, I he's she's driven to be better, to be better, to be better. That's the Rhea Ripley that I feel like we wanted to root for before this whole thing with Charlotte. And actually, the Charlotte stuff. Made me like, okay, this is like her, like she makes a valid, very valid point. When they chanted, you don't go here, when she came back, uh, the, the old Bianca Belair catchphrase about Charlotte, when the full sale crowd chanted that to her, no, 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 I am here. I started this. And I mean, like, you can say as much as, she, it, it, which is, which is true, she had to have gotten a leg up by being Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah. But she, like, but she has improved so much since back then. She has put in the work. She is one of the very absolute best homegrown performance center athletes they've ever produced. Do, do you Except remember when the old ever. talking point was the performance center failed? Yeah. Like a year <laughs> after it started and people were like, what? <laughs> they haven't made WrestleMania main eventers yet. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
Um, but those two women also like really, really well served by this video. Mm -hmm. The whole thing with EO just like drowning herself for uh, on behalf of being a badass. Yeah. Like all of that underwater with the flashlight sighting in and silhouette and her like just bubbles coming up as she narrates <laughs> how she's going to kick everybody's ass. Like, why has this woman not been a champ forever? Like, she's so captivating. She's so great in the ring. And the idea that this is how they portray her artistically, like, don't drop the ball with this one. Find a way to get her in a very tip-top position somewhere in your company. She's amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited for this match. Taryn Riddick sends a super chat and says, Does Rhea get called up if she loses Sunday? I don't think she's getting called up. Uh, if she did, SmackDown seems like it'd be an awful good fit for her. Um Warren, any thoughts? Do you think that she get called? She'll get called up if she loses. Uh, there's women right now on uh, on Raw who aren't being used. You got Bianca Belair who was called up to much excitement and fanfare, and they've been sitting yeah. on her. She's on uh, the event. They, Sh they... beat Natty two weeks in a row. Then Natty got a title opportunity in the in the number one contenders match. We haven't seen Shayna since. There like, you they go. They don't need any more people from NXT. And, and and they have Liv Morgan who's been up there forever, and they don't seem to figure out. They don't seem to know. Oh, we we don't have anything creative for you right now, Liv. Yeah, it's no, no. I, I she's good in NXT. I think she needs another run with the title just so that she can actually defend it against uh, some NXT women. I'd be good with that. Up next, the main event segment: NXT uh, Cruiserweight Championship. Drake Maverick, El Hijo del Fantasma. Fantasma is victorious. We'll get to the match first. Alex, your thoughts on the match? Match match is great. This is the, uh, Drake Maverick, who you know we knew from his his previous life that he could wrestle, but they weren't letting him wrestle in in WWE for the longest time. He was just just the general manager of Two Hundred Five Live forever. Then he was like a comedy wrestler for, for the 24-7 title. Um, and and then he was like, okay, well, I actually get to have matches now. Let me let me show what I can do. He's really great at selling. Like, he, he builds genuine pathos. I've never heard a man scream with such genuine pain in a match like that. He's, he's doing great stuff with that. And this was – that was worked out for this match. I also loved Phantasma. The, the thing about the Phantasma stuff, and I guess I'll get to that in a second. I, I, I did like the Phantasma was like, I don't understand. What, do I going to have to, like, really, like, am I have to kill this guy to win? I don't want to kill this guy. He seems like a dude, good dude. I don't want to kill this guy. But I liked that he was kind of like, he was at that point where he didn't know what he was going to have to do in order to beat him. I thought that um, the finish is interesting, I guess. In that... We all assume and have from the beginning that Phantasma is behind the suited luchadors, even though he's been attacked. It feels yes. like, oh, they're trying to misdirect us. They've attempted to attack him, at least. Right, right, yeah. exactly. They've attempted to attack him, he's fought them off or whatever. Um, if, if this isn't a huge swerve and somebody else isn't in charge of them, like if like Phantasma is the guy in charge of them, if 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 that's the case, like we all think it is, they're dragging this out way too long. Like just just reveal him as being the guy in charge of that, you know, suited luchador faction. That you reveal that 
that Mendoza and Walking Wild are the guys under the masks now. They've been brainwashed. They're his subjects. Just do it already, because we kind of figured this out a month ago. Well, after the match is the... It's crazy to think we crowned a champion, but after the match is the story. Drake Maverick is handed a contract by Triple H. Drake Maverick, of course, was cut um, about a month and a half ago. So I, I get it. A lot of people are going to say, oh, well, the cuts are work. They're not a work. They're not a work. You want to know how I know? They're doing interviews with me. Yeah. They're doing freaking interviews with us. Matthew Garrett says, sorry, boys, I'm late, but spud. Alex McCarr says, thoughts on WWE NXT calling themselves the land of opportunity in their tweet, showing a teary-eyed Drake hugging Triple H, firings and furloughs, baby. I agree, that was shit. That was bad. Is it an emotional moment? Yeah. Is it a nice story? Yeah. Is that tone deaf saying that after you fucking fired a guy? And even if that firing was a work, if his tears were a work from the jump, well, you know what? You also fired his best friend. You fired EC3. You fired a lot of people. Those weren't works. There are a lot of people that don't know what they're going to do next. Alex, I'm, I'm sure you have some feelings about this. Yeah, this is really tough because, li- listen, if, if, if what happened is they fired Drake Maverick, he had that emotional response, it got, ki- it got picked up, everybody was like, this really sucks. This guy is the face of WWE being shitty to their independent contractors and firing a bunch of people during a fucking plague. If that's what happened and WWE was like, um, we need to figure out a way to like stem the tide of this terrible stuff people are, are throwing toward us, and they worked out this angle to keep him, I mean, it's if he really wants to be there, if, like, if, if he pitched this angle or whatever, and he wants to be there, good for him. And separate from that, it's a really shitty precedent to yeah. set. That, that like... That what the story is, is that everybody else who got fired didn't have the heart or the want to, to fight for their job and stay here. That's why they're gone. I mean, that's what it presents. I mean, even if that's not the case, it doesn't look great. And I mean, anytime somebody else gets fired and they do another round of cuts, I mean, uh, 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 it allows people to go, is this a work? And like, no, it's not a work. You fired a bunch of people during a pandemic. Like, that's not a work. Like, this is all, all of the optics of this are are bad. Whether or not it's good that Drake Maverick gets to keep his dream job, if that is the case. Everything else surrounding it, not great. Throwback27 says, Drake getting a contract is icing on the cake after all the bullshit he's gone through. He absolutely does deserve it, but that is one amazing match. Uh, yeah, it was an amazing match, and uh, he's a ver- very versatile guy. He can do a whole lot of shit. He's very, very good, and I'm glad that he's sticking around. Was I a little interested to see what he could or would do in Impact Wrestling? Yeah, I was, actually. The mm-hmm. idea of EC3 and Spud going back to Impact had me a little intrigued, yep. but that ain't happening, but an interesting moment there. Also, Throwback said... Uh, the, the Sheenom's Twitch was fun, donated a lot, go out and do your part, hashtag pay it forward. Yeah, guys, check out twitch.tv slash the Sheenom. 
I did a three-hour stream with them. We watched matches from AJ Gray, uh, O'Shea Edwards, Too Cold Scorpio, Sonny Kiss. It was a good time. Um, very glad to, to be there and join up with them. But now the three of us will join and make our NXT In Your House picks. Uh, now, a reminder... Thursday at, I think, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, I will have a live stream of the Triple H Media Conference call. I believe they're doing one after the show as well. I believe. I could be wrong. Uh, if they aren't, I'll be on the post show with Warren and Alex. If they are, I'll be streaming that. But let's go ahead and make our NXT TakeOver In Your House picks. Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, and Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae, Raquel Gonzalez, and Dakota Kai. Warren, this might be the most untakeover match to be on a takeover in quite some time. You know, I've heard a lot of uh, chit chat recently about uh, you know how NXT is starting to not feel like NXT anymore, and this is a. Uh... I, I, we'll see how things go over the next couple of months, but there's a couple of decisions, including this one here, which are very telling. Uh, but in regards to this match, I think the heels have to win. This is an end of hour one of Wednesday NXT match. And hey, do I think it'll be good? Yeah. But Alex, I think this would have been a really good match for them to do an honest to God in your house match inside somebody's house. <laughs> and you just cut to random stuff. They are in the perfect environment to yep. do the match that almost every kid thought was going to happen in yes. 1995 when this started. Yes. So it's weird that they're not doing it, but who do you think's going to win? I'm going to go with the baby faces. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 really, I really think you have to keep... Uh, Candace. C- Candace. Yeah, Candace, you're right. Candace's motivation's got to be keep going. Like, Candace... This this new heel thing has breathed so much life into her. I feel like you gotta keep her momentum going, even though I maintain momentum does not exist. It is a construct of WWE. <laughs> so yeah, I I I think that this would have been great inside Candace and Johnny's house, a fake mm-hmm. house. It would have been so good. And like Candace flipping out over them getting into like her cookware and stuff because she's got her cooking show and all that. Uh, Anakin JMT says, who will get tossed off the house at TakeOver? They better, pardon my language, have that fucking set. If they don't, I, I, I will I will write a strongly worded letter. I already tried to interview Todd Pettengill and couldn't get through. The guy doesn't have Twitter. What's wrong with you, Todd? I, I wanted to do this. Uh, who do you think gets thrown off of it, Warren? Oh man, there are so many possibilities. Uh, I would throw. Jeez, uh, keep in mind, Cole and Dream is happening on a set outside, mm-hmm. surrounded by cars. You know, I could I could see Keith Lee flying off, oh, yeah. flying off the house, and 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 that that being the only way that Johnny Gargano can win. I could see that happening. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. I am stoked for this match. I love Damian Priest's work, but I think Finn Balor's going to win this. Alex? Yeah, he's got to. The, the problem is is that you, you reach a point where Finn Balor has to win this match, mm-hmm. and it really shouldn't have Damian Priest lose another high-profile yeah. match. 
So, so this is the, this is why I don't I don't love the gotta keep both guys looking strong like you know screwy finish, but I mean if you got you tell me one guy's gonna win clean it's Balor. If if, if they want to do the priest thing with his nightstick or whatever, maybe that wins over or something. I don't know, but like it, priest is really great, mm-hmm. but all he does is lose these big matches. He's he's. I can't. It's not great anymore. Wouldn't you know? hate him falling off the house. That would be a good way to explain <laughs> him losing. Uh, Warren, your thoughts? Oh, it's, uh, uh, Finn Balor has to win as well. I agree. I think it. I think it's the most logical uh, opponent. He's the most logical opponent for Adam Cole coming out of this. JJ Lee says, "Oh God, what if the house is a large LED screen? Oh, it'd be better than nothing, but I'd be so disappointed." Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. This has got to be Cross. Warren? Cross. Yeah, it has to be Cross. Yep. Keith Lee defending the NXT North American Championship against Johnny Gargano. How about this one, Alex? As you said, they <laughs> love to do the thing where the guy loses the mid-card title and then somehow moves immediately up to fight, yeah. fighting for the top title. I could see them them figuring out a way to to make that work. I mean, not really. We'd be we'd we'd complain about it, but we'd forget about it because we'd get eventually Keith Lee versus Adam Cole matches. So, I mean, if they're if they're gonna do it that way, then then Gargano. If not, keep Keith Lee strong. Warren, I think uh, I think Keith Lee is going to drop the title. I think Johnny Gargano is going to have a field day with it. Uh, again, I think this is another scenario where they can get a couple of other matches out of it. But, yeah, you sort of have to have Keith Lee move on to other things sooner than later. And and it allows, if Gargano is the North American champion, him to do his Gargano Invitational, but for yes. a title every week. Yeah. And that yes. actually makes a little bit more sense. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, NXT Women's Championship Triple Threat Match. Warren, who you got? Oh, man. Uh... I, I'm going to go with my heart here and say that Io Shirai pulls out the win and will lead us into a feud with uh, with Rhea Ripley while Charlotte goes back to Maine. I think that's exactly what needs to happen. That's what I'm predicting. Um, I feel like Rhea should be slighted here, and that gives her the reason. Otherwise, she's a multiple-time loser going for a championship that she lost cleanly every single time. So... It's a no DQ match, obviously. It's gonna kick a bunch of ass, but who do you think's winning, Alex? Um, not Charlotte. I'll, <laughs> I'll say I'll say that, and, and, and yeah. Charlotte will be able to lose the title by not getting pinned, and then she can go back to Raw, or you know, you, you can be on both Raw and SmackDown as long as long as she's not <laughs> on NXT, muddying up the works for all of my girls in NXT that I love so much. Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream NXT Championship. I think Adam Cole is winning this. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah, Adam Adam Cole's uh, should will win this. I was thinking to myself when you say who's jumping off, who's falling off the the house. Um, I was thinking, well, obviously Velveteen Dream is doing his elbow drop off the house, mm-hmm. but they can't because they're doing it somewhere else. Yeah, they and they so- filmed it on the set behind Full Sail University, I had one wrestler say, how do you know we have a set back there? And I said, well, I got lost and ended up there when I was walking to Full Sail from a barbecue joint a couple years ago. Thank you. Yep. Warren, who's winning this? 
Yeah, Cole retains. Definitely yeah. Cole retains. NXT in your house. I am stoked. They are bringing back this gimmick. I love it. I love the pay-per-view name. Why not? If everybody else is doing the nostalgia thing, why not? Hey, guys, you all hung out with us for over 80 minutes tonight. I usually like to keep these a lot shorter. Didn't get to share my thoughts last week, but I appreciate these two fellas hanging out with us. Warren, tell the people where they can uh, check you out because you're, hey. you're going to be busy this week. Yes, I'm going to be busy this week. I've got uh, my show tomorrow evening live, 9 p.m. Eastern at YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Go over there and subscribe. That's that's neat. Be back on Friday to do the post-Smackdown. Then Saturday morning, I'm doing a prediction show for In Your House again on my channel. Then I'll be back on Sunday to either talk about or host. Well, when you host, you talk about it. Anyway, I'll be here for the uh, In Your House post show as well. So what I'm going to do is make you stand the entire time. I'm going to get you this schedule. <laughs> And you got to stand the entire time. The entire time. And and I can't, not- stop drinking water. Stop. I need you to be more lively and stand. Livelier. Be livelier. livelier. <laughs> Alex, what do you got going on this week? Well, I'm going to watch SmackDown sometime during the day on Saturday. And then that <laughs> night, although I don't know, will I be more angry about them using a future Hall of Famer's real history of relapse and addiction? as fodder for a terrible who framed Jeff Hardy story? Or will I be more angry about Otis coming out of the pool in a Speedo? I don't know. So, fun fact, everybody knows the Jeff Hardy thing. I got that tip about 10 minutes before it went on the air. And to the person, I said, sorry, gonna need some visual confirmation before I report this crazy shit that you just told me. And they sent it. And I was like, okay. Well, I guess it's safe to run now. You never know what we're going to have at FightfulSelect.com. But thank you guys so much. Again, I did a lot of guest spots in, in May. I'm going to be scaling those back uh, in in June and July for, for some reasons. But I'm all over Fightful. Make sure you guys check that out. Support these fellas as well. Uh, check out all of our other shows. Jeremy Lambert, Joe Holbert every week. Three times a week even. Until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.